Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. It's good to see you this holiday weekend. We have many of our people out and traveling around the country and realize that many of you are here visiting. What we're going to do here on Sunday morning is not what we usually do. I'm usually preaching through books of the Bible. We finish the book of Joshua, and soon we're going to go through 1 Peter. But today is going to be a little different. What you're going to see this morning has taken at least nine months to prepare for you. It's taken over nine months to prayerfully prep and to work on it to encourage you. And it's going to be a unique experience that many of you have never seen before and hopefully you will not forget. In order for me to um, do this, I need to set it up for you, okay, and tell you a story. Nineteen years ago, I was at the lowest point in my life than I've ever been. There was a lot going on in my life that was really discouraging. I did not handle it well. I was getting depressed, and a darkness was descending upon me. And during that time, I had a lot of messed up thinking. In fact, Life was so hard that I was wanting to leave this earth altogether. And I was really scared with some of those thoughts, and uh, a friend of mine encouraged me to go talk to someone, and I went to go meet with this very old man. His name was Elwood Hale, and he was a counselor. He was a counselor, maybe out of, you've heard of John MacArthur's church. He was a counselor out of his church, and I went to go meet with this man, very gentle man, and, 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 he, and he ministered the grace of Jesus to me, the healing grace of Jesus in the gospel. And it's interesting that over the last 20 years I've been working with college students, I've, I've noticed an increase in anxiety and depression and even suicide. And I've had to encourage many of the young people to go and talk to their pastors, talk to a counselor, talk to their friends, not to isolate themselves. And I know in a community like this, the, the same dark thoughts and depression can be hovering, maybe this morning, even over some of you. And, and of course, I want to encourage you to talk to someone, to go to see a, a godly person who can help you process through this dark time. And that's the hard, last thing you probably want to do when you feel isolated is to talk to someone. And so for those of you who know that person, maybe you should encourage them to do that to let the healing grace of Jesus and the truth of the word of God speak to you. What did I end up doing as I was meeting with Elwood Hale, this counselor? He told me what I needed to do is replace my messed up thoughts with the word of God. He said, you have a lot of dark thinking and you need light. And what he did, he taught me a very simple 
method of memorizing scripture. And I was very eager to hear it because I was at a point of desperation. I was so desperate to think God's thoughts after him that I was, I was all in. And as I started to memorize scripture, I saw my thinking in my heart start to change. And I started to see hope, grace, and mercy. And that was 19 years ago. And I have been passionate about getting God's word in my heart and people's hearts since then. I am so passionate about you memorizing the word of God that by God's grace, I wrote a book about it. And the book is called Hidden Within, The 40-Day Scripture Memory Project. It's a 40-day devotional. Well, each day you'll have a devotional and an encouragement to memorize the Word of God, and I'll show you how to do it in the book. And after 40 days, you will have memorized 10 verses. And the point is to set you up to memorize the Word of God for the rest of your life. By God's grace, that book will come out on January 1st, 2020, but, but we'll probably have um, some books available to you way before then. Uh, so we'll talk more about that another time. So as I was meeting with this counselor, memorizing the Word of God, nine years ago, I came back off a sabbatical. And I had been memorizing verses for the previous, I guess, 10 years. And after I came back off a sabbatical, I decided that I started, I wanted to memorize larger passages of Scripture, like paragraphs and chapters and books. Not to be fancy or to show off, but because I was desperate for the Word of God. And then I decided after my sabbatical that I wanted to share what I've been hiding in my heart with the congregation. I'd been sharing it with my kids and encouraged them over the years to memorize the Word of God, but then I wanted to share it with the congregation. So I started to recite books to the congregation. We did the book of 1 John. I recited Malachi, the book of Romans, parts of Revelation, and James, and Colossians, and Sermon on the Mount. And my purpose in reciting the books to the congregation was twofold. One, I wanted the congregation to hear the word of God like the early church would have heard it. Because I don't know if you know this, in the early church, not everybody's having a copy of the scripture. They're hearing it among themselves. And number two, the reason why I did this is because I want to encourage people to memorize the word of God. And you may say to me, Pastor, my memory is terrible. You're a perfect candidate to memorize the Word of God. I believe that you can, and I believe you can be motivated to do that. So what I want to do this morning, since I've been trying to build into my kids' scripture memory over the years, I've invited my oldest daughter, Karis, who's a sophomore, at Trinity International University up in Chicago to recite 1 Peter with me. I'm going to be doing a little bit, and she's going to be doing a lot of bit. 
I'm going to do chapter 1 and chapter 5, and she's going to do chapter 2, 3, and 4. Now, I'm about to tell you something, because I can hear what's going on out there. Put your Bible away. <laughs> put it away. You'll never hear me say that ever again, but today, put it away, because I want you to have the early church experience. They're not eyes down. They're hearing it, and I want you to hear it. So put your Bibles away, keep your head up, and listen to the Word of God, and I can almost guarantee you that you're gonna hear something today from the Word. We're not preaching, we're not teaching, we're simply reciting, and you're gonna hear something today from 1 Peter that you've never quite heard in a certain way. That's the Holy Spirit working in your heart through His Word. So before we get going, let's stop and pray and ask God to minister to us. Let's pray. Lord, I just ask that you would be with us right now as we hear your word. We're asking that the Holy Spirit of God will convict us, encourage us, give us hope, and let us see grace and mercy in Jesus. So be with us right now as we hear your powerful word. In Jesus' name, amen. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace be yours in the fullest measure. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. To him be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. And though you've not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. 
As to this salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful searches and inquiries seeking to know what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you in these things which now have been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Things into which angels long to look. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lust which were yours in your ignorance. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your behavior because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. If you address as Father, the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, Conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood as of a lamb, unblemished and spotless the blood of Christ. For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you, who through him have come to know God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Since then you have purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren. Fervently love one another from the heart. For you've been born again, not a perishable seed, but imperishable. That is through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers. And the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, in coming to him as to a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in Scripture, 
Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. This precious value, then, is for you who believe. But for those who disbelieve, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, for they stumble because they are disobedient to the word. And to this doom, they were also appointed. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God on the day of visitation. Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that by doing right, you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. Act as free men. And do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as bond slaves to God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are unreasonable. For this finds favor, if for the sake of conscience toward God, a person bears up under sorrow when suffering unjustly. For what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? But if, when you do what is right, you suffer for it, you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. For you've been called for this purpose, since Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. And while suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body, on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds you have been healed for you were continually straying like sheep but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls in the same way you wives be submissive to your own husbands so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word they may be one without a word behavior of their wives is they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. Your adornment must not be merely external, braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable qualities of a gentle and quiet spirit which is precious in the sight of God. 
For in this way, in former times, the holy women also who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you have become her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. To sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. For the one who desires life, to love, to see good days, must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed and do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet with gentleness and reverence, and keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better, God should will it so, that you suffer for doing what is right rather than for doing what is wrong. For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison, who once were disobedient, when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah, during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at the right hand of God, having gone into heaven after angels and authorities and powers had been subjected to him. Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For the time already past is sufficient for you to have carried out the desires of the Gentiles, having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In all of this, they are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excesses of dissipation, and they malign you. But they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For the gospel has for this purpose been preached even to those who are dead, that though they are judged in the flesh as men, they may live in the spirit according to the will of God. 
end of all things is near. Therefore be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards in the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exaltation. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he's not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in this name. For it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is with difficulty that the righteous is saved, what will become of the godless man and the sinner? Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Therefore, I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily according to the will of God. And not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. You younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders. And all of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God's opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And he will lift you up in the proper time, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same sufferings are being accomplished by your brethren 
who are in the world. And after a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself confirm, perfect, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. Through Silvanus, our faithful brother, for so I regard him, I've written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you greetings. And so does my son, Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace be to you all who are in Christ. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way, guided by God's Word.